So I have come across a profound book, a book that has led me down this path of truly exploring what is going on in this universe, what the hell we're doing in it, what our purpose is, what spirituality even means. I mean, it's really quite shaking me to my core, if you will. And where it gets even crazier, where it gets a little weird, if you will, is that it seems to me that Steve Jobs has actually something to do with it, that he followed the teachings in this book. He actually met with some of the gurus that are, and one guru in particular, that you may have actually led you to this podcast. But what is Kriya Yoga? What does it have to do with Steve Jobs? What is the book Autobiography of a Yogi? All of that and more in this week's podcast. Traveling to consciousness, exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. What is up, Conscious Monkeys? Welcome back. I suppose this is a catch up with Clayton episode, if you will. But in this episode, we are going to be dissecting the book Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansana Yogananda. It's absolutely incredible. It's crazy. It, it's just wild. It's honestly just pure, flat out ridiculous at some level. If you've ever read the books, The Alchemist or what's the other one? It's like a spiritual adventure. Ah, the Celestine prophecy. Those two books are like these spiritual adventure books where you're sitting there, you're told that it's fiction and you're kind of just enjoying it. But it's weird because there's a part of you that feels as if there's some sort of truth in what they're talking about. And that's where it gets wild with autobiography of a yogi, because this book is nonfiction. It's based on the life of Paramahansana Yogananda. And it blows my mind because so many of these stories that he talks about in here are nothing short of the absolute miracles that Jesus Christ himself performed in the Bible. And it really brings me into question of whether or not the stories of Jesus were purely if they were purely, what's the word I'm looking for here? Purely allegorical. Is that the right word? Like metaf- medic- metaphorically true, or if they literally occur. And I highly suggest you pick up this book and read it, but in case you're not completely sold on it, let me dive deeper here. So I can't remember exactly how I came across this book, but the universe in its mysterious ways just kept talking to me about it. And what pushed me to actually make this podcast about the book is Steve Jobs. I was watching one of my favorite shows and they talked about Steve Jobs and how Steve Jobs actually went to the Himalayan mountains in India. He studied the book, this book, Autobiography of a Yogi. He studied Be Here Now by Ram Dass and how he was actually very much a spiritual person, which is crazy to me. Because there was a piece of me that this was like, this does not compute. Steve Jobs is a very prominent figure in the West. He created Apple, if you're unaware, a billion dollar company. 
how in the world can somebody be spiritual and have such a materialistic fortune on him? This didn't make sense to me. I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't add up. But as it goes, Steve Jobs was very much into a part of the idea of Paramahansana Yogananga. And it seems like he was even inducted into Kriya Yoga, which we're going to get to in a little bit here. But what's wild, and this is the link between all of this, is a guy by the name of Babaji, uh, more specifically, <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat here, more specifically, Mahavatar Babaji. Now, if you go and look up Babaji, B-A-B-A-J-I, you might find a few different ones because it seems that this name has been recycled for different gurus. So this one, Mahavatar, Mahavatar Babaji, he basically resides in the Himalayan regions of India, and he's been there for at least hundreds of years. And now stick with me here. I know this is where it's going to start being crazy. You're going to be like, Clayton, you're off your rocker. I'm going to be like, yeah, maybe, maybe I honestly might be, but let me just give you the information and we're going to break and dissect this down. So as we kind of push through this story, I really have to encourage you to open up your mind to the possibility of infinity, if you will, the possibility that anything is possible. The fact that death is just an illusion, the fact that we are a soul inhabiting this physical form for the time being and down the road, if you will, we don't technically die. We just transcend this physical form into our spiritual form, if you will. However, I digress. So Babaji, right? He's been in the Himalayan regions of India and in the mountain ranges for at least hundreds of years. What does that even mean? Well, According to Autobiography of a Yogi, Babaji transcended his physical form and is almost like this interdimensional spirit, if you will, who is able to materialize at will. And this is something that's also echoed later in Autobiography of a Yogi, or actually earlier, before they even talk about Babaji, they talk about how there's these yogi masters who are able to materialize their body in different aspects of the world, just instantaneously, if you will. They're able to be in two places at the same time, which is hilarious because it's another thing that we're told is not possible. Oh, it's not possible for me to be in two places at the same time. Well, in this book, according to Paramahansana Yogananda, according to many other sources and yogis, this is very much possible to actually do. So let me getting ahead of myself here because I, I understand how wild and crazy this sounds. So just stick with me here. It'll, it'll be explained later in the Kriya yoga section. So Babaji essentially was this sort of ascended master and he ascended into this spiritual form and he just lived in the Himalayas and throughout the book, he talks about how he's actually going to stay on earth for the time being. So if you actually want to invite in Babaji's energy, just literally say his name and his presence is still connected to earth. So literally just say out loud Babaji 
or Mahavatar Babaji or welcome him in if this is something you're interested in. But maybe listen to the rest of this before you do that. I don't know. He seems like a divine dude. I've obviously said his name quite a few times and I'm still alive. So <laughs> I think he comes in peace. I know he comes in peace, if you will. So <clears throat> where it gets interesting is his role within the history of Korea. So I hope I pronounce this next guy's name correctly, but essentially Kriya yoga is something that Mahat Mahavatar, Mahavatar Babaji performed himself. And that's kind of what got him to this etheric state, if you will, where he is now this master over the physical plane and the spiritual plane. I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. That's what it seems like. Excuse me. Getting a little burpy means we're getting to the good part. So Kriya, Kriya yoga was brought back by Babaji. And he told it to a guy by the name of Lahari Mahasana, Mahasaya, Mahasaya, Lahari Mahasaya. It's spelled L-A-H-A-L-A-H-I-R-I-M-A-H-A-S-A-Y-A. I apologize if I pronounce that name wrong, Lahari. Doing my best with the Hindu-Indian name system. So... Lahari, and here's how the story goes, is that Lahari actually met Babaji in the remote Himalayan mountains or wherever they've met each other. And basically, Mahavatar Babaji initiated Lahari into Kriya Yoga. So Kriya is seen as this yoga that's kind of passed down from guru to disciple. It's something that seems to be a very divine practice that once that isn't going to just be left out there. So like if you typed into YouTube or Google, you know, how do you do Kriya yoga? You're not going to find much information out there and you will find some, I'm not going to say there's none, but there isn't this whole like initiation process into it. And I'll get into that a bit more whenever I talk about where I'm currently at with Kriya yoga. And so what's interesting is that Lahari in this interaction with Babaji was told and has said himself that Kriya yoga is a part of his goal to bring back to the world. And obviously it's Parmahansi Na Yogananda's goal because he made it world, world known. Oh, my pyramid just came undone. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I got a pyramid by the way. So um, shout out to, um, shout out to uh, my girl on the last podcast that I worked with. Wow. Why am I blanking on her name? I guess I'm not supposed to remember her name right now. Um, Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the Kritia Bounsel. One sec. This is going to annoy me. So stick with me while I actually fix my uh, pyramid right here. Oh no, another, Oh no, another piece of it came undone. All right. I guess I'm supposed to do this without the pyramid being intact. All right. So we're going to push through it. So, Lahari was supposed to bring this back to the world with Paramahansa's help, apparently. Paramahansana learned it, I believe, from Lari, or at least he's somewhere in that lineage. But here's where it gets interesting, is Lahari actually calls this like a science, which is also interesting because this is something that Carl Jung has actually pointed out as well, is that yoga is actually a science, 
for spiritual enlightenment. They've actually mapped it out how you're able to use these things in order to transcend the physical world. And where it gets even crazier is that Lahari mentions that Jesus Christ himself practiced Kriya Yoga. It was a Kriya Yogi, according to him. And it's what Jesus actually passed on to his disciples, St. John, St. Paul, and many others. And even more so, Hindu's version of Christ, Krishna, which is very similar to Christ, of course, Krishna, uh, Krishna also practiced Kriya Yoga. So it seems that there is some sort of tie between these divine figures and actually learning Kriya Yoga, which I don't know if you want to call it all BS by all means, but I not quite seeing it. So what, what in the world is Kriya Yoga? Well, let's, let's break it apart, right? What is yoga? Let's start right there at the base form, because I know majority of my listeners are in the Western world, you know, United States, Canada, Australia, shout out to all of my non-Westerners. You might have a better idea of this than what I'm about to explain, but here's the core essence of what is yoga. Yoga is essentially a physical, mental, and spiritual practice with the goal of attaining a higher state of union with the divine consciousness of source energy or God. That's the end goal is to become self-actualized, to realize who you are at your deepest, truest form, which is God. That's just flat out what yoga is intended for. Now I know in the West, we've kind of turned it into like this exercise routine, if you will, but in its Indian form, in its purest form, that is the goal is to attain divine consciousness of source energy. Now, there are many different types and forms of yoga, as I'm sure you're aware, which we could say there's Western yoga, there's hot yoga, there's also Hatha yoga, which is more of like healing or physical healing base. There's Kundalini, which is channeling energy from the root of our spine upward. And then there's Kriya. And Kriya is the one that we are going to dive into because I find it to be, first of all, the one that is most magnetized to me. Like whenever I just think of Kriya Yoga, it's like there's this energy just of like connection that's like, yes, I need to do this. But it's difficult because I can't find much information about it, but we're going to get to that later. So what is Kriya? What is Kriya Yoga? In short, in the most short way possible, the goal of it is to circulate energy within our body around our six spinal centers, right? So it's basically highlighted by the chakra system, which would be like the root, the sacral, no wait, the root, the sacral, yeah, the solar plexus, the heart, the spine, and then the third eye, wait, the throat, wait, did I say that right? Root, the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye. Is that six? See, here's the thing is I'm not sure because it says the six spinal centers. So maybe it's not really the chakras. Maybe there's something a little bit different. And again, guys, just saying, so you know, this is only going to be part one of Kriya Yoga. And I'll put part one actually in the title so that I am able to clarify that because I know that this is actually going to be something that I'm investigating more as we go along. But we're going to get to that whenever I talk about where I'm at with Kriya Yoga. So now, it's also described, and it's described in the book, as merging your outbreath, so your exhale, with your inhale. 
and apparently once you achieve this ability, you no longer need to breathe. Your body goes into this state of no longer having a heartbeat, no longer breathing. And it puts you in that almost place of divine union, which is super fascinating to me. And as I'm even talking about this, it kind of reminds me of how our soul is connected to our bodies through like this silver cord, if you will, if you've ever heard of that. And whenever we sleep, we're like in this closest state of divine union. Like that's usually the closest state that majority of people ever get into. If they never meditate, if they never do anything is when they're sleeping, because that's like when majority of their system has slowed down or even stopped, maybe in some situations where your soul is then able to, I don't know, play around in the divine. I'm not sure exactly uh, the essence. I don't really know how to describe that. But based on this, it seems like there, if you're able to completely slow down your body, completely slow down your breathing, completely stop it, actually, not slow it down. We're stopping it. If you can completely stop it, then your soul is almost able to do these mystical miracle works of healing and rejuvenation on your body. And I don't know. And, but the, the, it's just, it's just wild. I don't know. I'm learning. We're learning. And here's, what's crazy is that the goal of this is to rapidly accelerate your soul's spiritual development. And when I say rapidly, I mean rapidly because throughout my research, it seems to me that the Hindus believe that it takes about a million years for one's soul on earth in order to attain, attain self-realization, right? One year. And according to Yogananda, a half minute of Kriya equals one year of natural spiritual unfolding, unfoldment. So I guess like our souls need about a million years in order to unfold on earth, uh, to attain higher level, higher awareness. However, you spend one half minute. If you spend only a half minute, that is a year of natural spiritual unfoldment. And I actually have a quote here by Yogananda. So maybe the way that he describes Kriya will help you. Let's see here. So Yogananda states, and I quote, the Kriya Yogi mentally directs his life energy to revolve upward and downward around the six spinal centers, the medullary, cer cervical, dorsal, lumbar, sacral, and cosigulae plexuses. I apologize if those pronunciations are off which correspond to the 12 astral signs of the Zodiac, the symbolic cosmic man. One half minute of revolution of energy around the sensitive spinal cord of man affects subtle progress in his evolution. That half minute of Kriya equals one year of natural spiritual unfoldment. I find that just crazy. Um, I'm not really sure about those spinal centers. It seems like it's something different than the chakra system. So maybe I should have started off with that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really don't know. And, and that's kind of as far as I've gotten with the source material that's out there. Um, what's also interesting in autobiography of a yogi is, is that Paramahansana G actually talked with Baba G and whenever he talked with him, Baba G was like, Hey man, like 
you know, I'm going to teach you this Kriya Yoga and you can only teach it to people who completely relinquish their earthly ties. So like you can have no affixation to earthly pleasures. It basically means you have to become celibate. You cannot, you know, you have to renounce basically everything. And once people do that, then you can teach them Kriya. And Yogananda was basically like, yo, this is pretty strict. Can we like dial this back a bit? And Babaji was like, all right, fine. You know, through your blessing, your word, I will grant this wish that anybody can actually learn it, but they can't really learn it through the internet. You kind of have to be inducted into it, if you will, which is the fascinating thing about all of this. And that kind of actually leads me to where I'm at in my progress with Kriya. So before I tell you about my progress in Kriya, I do want to encourage you to smash the ratings button. So leave us a rating. I know there's a lot of you that follow that have not left me a rating. So please leave a rating. It helps me with the algorithm, helps this information get there out there to more people. And if you find this interesting, please share it with someone else. But you can do all of that as you listen to my explanation of where I'm at with Kriya Yoga. So please do that. Please like, share, subscribe. And also, if you find this interesting, this podcast or any of the podcasts that I've put, please share it on your Instagram feed because I'll repost it. We'll get to interact. I'll get to see you. I'll get to see who's sharing and interacting with this stuff. So please do that as well. All right, clean. Are you done plugging? Yeah, I'm done plugging all my stuff. I gotta, gotta encourage you guys to do it. So what in the world is my current situation with Kriya yoga? Well, Basically, here's what I've found, and you can actually take these similar steps if this is something that interests you as well. Search Self-Realization Fellowship. It's essentially the fellowship that Paramahansana Yogananda set up, and I really don't know too much about their goal. I assume it's something along the lines of... Something along the lines of progressing the passion and the word of Paramahansana. And so I went, I signed up. I saw that there was one in Pittsburgh. So I'll probably be heading to that on Sunday for the first time. I'll let you guys know how that goes. So I'll be heading to that on Sunday. And it was interesting because they have all these different lessons and I think it cost about $90, but there's nine months of initiation or a nine month program where they'll be sending me pamphlets over the next nine months of things that I can do to get myself attuned or ready for the induction into Kriya Yoga. And it seems like there's kind of like a system set up where it's like, okay, like there's a level that I'm not actually even allowed to tell you guys about in the spirit of protecting Kriya Yoga. Does that make sense? Because it's, it's such a, it seems to me that it is such a, uh, I don't know where the right word for it. It's such a uh, specific way, I guess, of going about it or understanding that if I were to even to attempt to explain it, it would lose some of its meaning. Because again, we're talking about you realizing yourself of basically God, like coming in tune with your self-realization that is God. So how in the world could I possibly even explain that? So I know that I have permission to talk about it generally, but I am not going to be allowed to go into the very specifics of it. 
Does it make sense? And I'll be honest, there's a piece of me that's like, okay, this feels a little culty, right? Like, where's the line of this becoming kind of like a, a cult-like thing? Where where does it become that uh, they're going to be justifying me giving them $100,000 every year? And, <laughs> you know, so I, I definitely want to keep that part of me aware and it was kind of funny because even as I was reading the book, uh, Yogananda even commented that he had a similar apprehension to even starting the fellowship in the first place because of that. So, you know, this is one of those trust but verify situations, you know, you have. So I will be giving you a general sweeping over overview of my experience with Kriya Yoga. I'll let you know how it unfolds in my life. I'll let you know how it, how my life changes as a consequence of doing Kriya Yoga, which I know is kind of like a tease, if you will, but I'm going to do the best I can. I'll, I'll see in my spiritual unfoldment, I'll get to a point where I commune with God and I'll actually ask him like, Hey, am I allowed to, what am I allowed to do here? Because we all have a divine purpose here. You wouldn't be listening to this. You wouldn't be a physical being on earth if you did not have a divine purpose. If you did not have a nugget, a seed of knowledge or inspiration or intuition or usefulness that you had to provide to the world, to the world, to Maya, to to Gaia. Is it Gaia or Maya? I don't remember, but the world, earth. So, yes, I will, te- I will try to help you with that understanding of that spiritual unfoldment, if you will. I will also, oh, I don't know, man, it's, it's just wild. It's a wild situation to be in. I think it's so cool. I'm very excited for the path that I have ahead. And that feels complete. Is there anything else that wants to come through? Again, please, please share, please share. I'm begging you. No, I'm not begging you, but I am encouraging you that this is really dope information. Please share this with anyone who is considered yoga, yogi, yoga stuff. Um, please leave a review, leave a rating, because that will help tremendously get this word out to more people. Uh, share on Instagram or your favorite social media platform. Tag me at Traveling to Consciousness or at Clinic Terry, and I will happily share all my story, share what you're posting so that people know. And it lets me know who's also sharing this. Please check out the amazing sponsors below. Even though they, I do not put plugs in here to my sponsors, they are still amazing. So click the sponsors link below. And also if you have any comments, questions, concerns, please click that link below because then I will promise you that I will read it. I promise you, I promise that I will read anything you send me. I just can't promise that I'll reply. However, another promise that I can make is that I will see you in the sixth dimension.